Well, my friends, this is Pastor Christopher Alam in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I trust you are doing well and you're blessed. We are still on the subject of our identity and our authority in Christ. And today we are going to embark upon the subject of the authority of the believer. So far, the past nine lessons we have been talking about our who we are in Christ Jesus, our identity in Christ. And now we are building on that the authority of, of the believer. So uh, when it comes to authority, let me give you start by giving you a background. And that is that uh, the backdrop to this is that Jesus defeated the devil and took over power and dominion of the earth from him. Jesus upon the cross defeated the devil and took over power and dominion of the earth from the devil. If you remember that Adam was the one who God created and handed the dominion to. So Adam was the one who had power and dominion over the earth. But Adam, he, he basically sold his birthright to Satan. And Satan became the god of this world. He became the god of this world and he had dominion over this world. But then Jesus came to defeat him and to destroy his works and to take over his dominion. Uh, the problem is that many people, they still live and act as if the devil still had dominion, uh, you, know, or, or, you know, over mankind and over the world, uh, over the earth. And that shows uh, in what they say, in what they believe. But the fact is that Jesus came to overthrow, to take away power and dominion from the devil. And he did that. And in 1 John, that's the first scripture I'm quoting to you today is 1 John 3, 8, where it says the reason the Son of God was made manifest or visible was to undo, destroy, loosen and dissolve the works of the devil. So Jesus, one of the reasons, you know, if you look at, if you were to ask Jesus why he came to this earth, he said several things. He said one of them was the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. But... The other reason why he came was that he came to destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus actually came to this earth to destroy, to dissolve and to loosen and to undo the works of the devil. And that's <coughs> something that he did 2000 years ago. Jesus Christ destroyed the works of Satan. He defeated Satan and he dissolved the power, the works of the devil. Now, because when Jesus, before Jesus went to the cross, this is what he said in John 12, 31. He says, now is the judgment of this world. And that's what he was actually talking about in, in this scripture. Now is the judgment of this world is that upon the cross, God is going to judge the world for its sins. God is going to judge all mankind for its sins. And that's what happened when Jesus was upon the cross. God judged all the sins of mankind, all the sins of the world, because Jesus was the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world and all the sins of all mankind were put upon Jesus and Jesus was the one who was judged. So the sins of the world <coughs> were judged upon Jesus when he was upon the cross. And then the second thing he said in this verse, now is the judgment of the world followed by, now will the ruler of this world be cast out. That means the ruler of the world was Satan and Jesus meant that upon the cross he would be judged for the sins of mankind but also that upon the cross the, the, uh, the devil 
the ruler of this world will be cast out. So Satan was cast out. That means he was cast down and he was defeated by Jesus when he was upon the cross because Colossians 2 verse 15 says that God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in it in him and in the in it the cross that means that when jesus was upon that cross it says that jesus triumphed over the devil he won a total victory over the devil and then it says he disarmed disarmed in sweden it is of vapna that means he took away the weapons from the principalities and the powers that is all the demons and devils that were arrayed against us and he made a bold display <coughs> and public example of them in triumphing over them at the cross, which means that upon the cross, Jesus, he defeated, he won a total and decisive once and for all victory over Satan and over all the powers and the principalities of darkness and he made a bold display and public example of them. It means that the, the victory that Jesus won over the devil was not, done, was not done in private or in secret, but it was done publicly where everybody could see once and for all that the devil had been defeated. So these are the three verses that show us, uh, that, be, that show us how Jesus Christ defeated the devil when he was upon the cross and took dominion from him. And here's another scripture, Ephesians 4 verses 8 to 10. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. That means he led a train of vanquished foes. I took this out of the Amplified and this is what it said. When it said, remember when we talk, when, when we talk about the spiritual gifts, we talk about, I mean the, uh, the ministry gifts, it says, uh, we talk about how he led captivity captives and gave, gave gifts unto men. Where it, where it says he left captivity captive, it means that he led a train of vanquished foes. That means the devil and the demons of hell, they were defeated and he took them captive and he took captivity captive. That means the very principle of captivity that holds men in captivity and in bondage to Satan. Jesus destroyed that power of uh, the devil's power to hold people captive and he took a train of vanquished enemies with him that means he when he ascended on high he led with him that means when he came out of the grave when he came out of out of hades risen from the dead he took with him a train of vanquished foes uh, because that's what the roman emperor, roman generals used to do Back in the old days when a Roman general would go out to war and he would come back and they would always have a big parade and then the, uh, the emperor would be there and the legions would march past him paying homage to him and saluting him and the generals used to march in front and uh, with their troops, with their soldiers and then they used to have their captivities. They used to have a long train of prisoners in chains who they used to lead along so that everyone could see that here are, uh, here are the mighty ones who we have defeated. And this train of 
prisoners used to be not the privates and, and lance corporals, but these were the generals, the enemy commanders. They were, they were led past in chains as prisoners. And that's what he's illustrating here, that when Jesus ascended on high, he took with him, he led a train of vanquished foes. Hallelujah. So Jesus openly and publicly defeated the devil and he led with him a train of vanquished foes. And then he bestowed gifts upon men. Verse 9 says, but he ascended. What can this be? He ascended means that he had previously descended from the heights of heaven into the depths, the lower part of the earth. <coughs> he who descended is the very same as he who has ascended high above all the heavens, that he, his presence might fill all things, the whole universe from the lowest to the highest. It talks about Jesus and his total victory, total dominion over every world from the highest, every dimension from the highest to the lowest. So Jesus defeated the devil and he won a total decisive victory over him and he led the devil, the powers and principalities of the air in a triumphal position. And then that means that he took authority. He took power away from the devil and he gave it to the church. And we read about it in Matthew 28 verse 18. Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, all authority all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is after his resurrection. He came before his disciples and he told them, he says, what he meant was this, that so far it has been this, it has been the devil who has had the rule and authority in heaven and on earth. But now all power of rule, all authority, all power and authority, in heaven and on earth is no longer in the hands of the devil, but it has been given to me. I am the one who has power and dominion in heaven and on earth. No longer the devil, but I am the one who has power and dominion in the heavens and in the earth. And it is very important for us as Christians to realize that the devil has been defeated and he no longer has power and dominion on the earth, but Jesus has power and dominion. And then he gives this power and dominion to the church in Mark 16 verses 15 to 20. He says to them, go ye into all the world and preach the good news to every creature, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That means that you go and you preach the good news that I was dead and I'm alive today. And as you go and preach, those who believe you shall be saved. Those who don't believe you will be judged. And these are the signs that shall follow you. And the very first sign that shall follow us in my name shall they cast out devils. Now the devil is the, I mean, that's the, that's the enemy of our soul, the devil. And suddenly Jesus is telling us that you will no longer be victim to the devil. You will no longer be subject to the devil because I have defeated him. But in my name, you shall cast out devils. You shall cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, we shall cast out devils. 
Then the second thing he says, you shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Soon after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. So our authority comes from God. Now we're talking about Jesus has power and authority, but Jesus has now given power and authority to us. So let us talk about our authority now. Our authority comes from God. In Acts 1.8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In other words, at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the power of God. The power is the, dynam is, is the dynamis power of God. And the word dynamis, D-Y-N-A-M-I-S, is the Greek word which donates power. Or <coughs> In today's language, it would mean brute force. Uh, and the word dynamis is the root word with, from which we get the English word dynamite or dynamo, dynamo, dynamite. So that is, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that breaks every bondage, that destroys every work of Satan. And Jesus says, at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we shall receive that power. But along with the power that we have received from God, we also have received authority to use that power. So you, you know, you have power, but you need authority to use that power. Say, for example, when, when we were in the army and, and uh, we had weapons, we had power, but certain kinds of weapon in order to use them on certain target, we needed authority from higher up. And that was authority. We need, needed authority to use the power that we had in our hands because power and authority are two different things um, because power is the ability, dynamis power, the, the force, the ability, but we need authority in order to use that power. So <clears throat> along with the power that we have received from God, we have also received authority to use that power. So we have received authority to use that power and he has given us the authority to speak and to act on his behalf and in his name here on this earth. So Jesus, he has given us the right or the, the, he has given us authority. That means the right and the ability to speak and to act on his behalf on this earth. And that's a huge responsibility we have as believers. In other words, we have a huge responsibility as believers so that we can uh, speak and act on his behalf. So when we speak and act on his behalf, we speak and act as if he himself was here. He himself were here because we are speaking and we are acting on his behalf. And that is exactly what Peter used, that authority and that power, when he raised up the lame man at the beautiful gate of the temple in Acts chapter 3. Verses 6 and 7, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So here is Peter and Peter had the power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but he also has the, had the authority that was given to him by Jesus when Jesus said to him, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and these signs shall follow you in my name. You shall cast out devils and, and so on and so forth, you know. So Peter knew that he had the power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that he had the authority. That means he had the right. He means that he had the right to act and to speak on the behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why using that power, using that authority, he said, look, I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then immediately he immediately took the man's <coughs> hand and pulled him up and the man began to walk. So um, he, he used that power and that authority. So the word for uh, the Greek word for power is dynamis, which means power. But the word for uh, authority is exousia. Exousia means delegated power and authority. Delegated. It's delegated power and authority. It is regal authority as mandated by a king. So that means that when a king gives somebody the authority to speak on his behalf, that's regally mandated authority is mandated by a king. And the word exousia also means the power or rule of government. That means the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. That means that, um, uh, you know, we have the, uh, we, we have been, how do you say, we have been sent out by Jesus. We have been authorized by Jesus. We have been given authority to speak in his name. And when we speak in the name of Jesus, it is as if Jesus himself was speaking and not we, because we are speaking with, we carry his power of attorney, so as to say. So we speak on his behalf and, uh, and that's governmental power. That's regal power. That's power of the kingdom. That's the power of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And that is greater power than the power of the president of the United States. It's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we are representing him and we represent his power. And because we represent him, his word, anything that is spoken in his name, it has to be submitted to and it has to be obeyed. That means that demons and diseases are subject to the name of Jesus Christ. They cannot resist. They cannot look at you and say, well, I don't want to obey you. I don't know who you are. They cannot do that because we are standing with a divine mandate and I'm standing representing the king of the king of kings and the Lord of lords and I'm speaking in his name. So this is a delegated power and this is uh, delegated by God to me and I stand in regal authority, in royal authority mandated by the king himself and the power of the rule and the government of the king of kings must be submitted to and must be obeyed. The demons and diseases have no choice, but they have to obey the, the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is our authority and our power by which we speak on behalf of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So 
In other words, we are to walk like sons of God on this earth. We have to walk like sons of God. We have to walk like kings and princes upon this earth. The baptism with the Holy Ghost and the power and fire gives us the power to walk in Holy Ghost power just like Jesus did. When Jesus walked on this earth, he walked the walk of power. He walked the walk of power and we as those who are authorized and sent out by Jesus, we are delegated this royal power and authority and we carry with us that authority that uh, the rule uh, of law or command that must be submitted to and must be obeyed by the powers of darkness because they have already been defeated by Jesus. That calls upon us to walk like kings and princes upon this earth and to exercise that power and dominion over all the works of Satan. I hope you understand that. Let me give you a couple of examples of this delegated power from the Gospels. This is in Acts 10, 19, when Jesus said to his disciples and uh, Jesus said, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power <coughs> that the enemy possesses and nothing shall by any way harm you. So Jesus has said that he has given us power and he has given his disciples authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and he has given us mental and physical strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and, and nothing shall in any way harm us. So Jesus has given us, you know, he has anointed us with power and authority to trample upon the devil and over all the power that the enemy possesses. And he says that none of these things shall ever harm us. Nothing shall ever harm us. So, you know, it is very important that when we, uh, when we, when we go into a, uh, you know, for example, let, let me just give an example. If you're going to send out missionaries to places that are very, very dark, you know, places that are dark places, there are places uh, on this earth where there's a lot of witchcraft, where there's a lot of demonic activities, there's diseases and all that. When we send out people there to preach the gospel, we better equip them with sound, solid teaching on the authority of the believer so that they know that what Jesus has done for us and what he has done for mankind. And they also know about the total victory over the power of Jesus Christ over all the demons and the forces of darkness. And then they also understand who we are in Christ and what authority we have so that when we go into those places, we go like kings and conquerors. We go in the name of Jesus as ones who, who are sent with with the delegated authority, we are sent by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and we are going there and we know that we have the right, we have the right to 
exercise that governmental authority that the powers of darkness must submit to but they have no choice because they have already been defeated once and for all now when we when we equip people with these things and we send them out they're going to win they're going to overcome that is why it's very important when we send out mission teams when we when we send out missionaries that the that we teach them that we equip them with these things so we don't send uh, you know, a, a guy into battle wearing nothing but swimming trunks and no arms. You know, we have to, and no weapons. We have to send people with the armor of God and fully armed and knowing their rights and knowing their privileges in Christ and who they are in Christ and going forth with the power of God so they can tackle these things. So it's important. So Jesus said, I have given you power and authority over the, all the works of the darkness. Now, Mark uh, chapter 3 verses 14 and 15. I'm still giving you examples of Jesus sending people out with mandated and, and uh, delegated authority. He says, and he appointed 12 to continue to be with him that he might send them out to preach as apostles or special messengers and to have authority and power to heal the sick and to drive out demons. So Jesus, he sent these 12 apostles out and he and he, he sent them out with authority and power to heal the sick and to cast out devils. So we, we need that. When we send people out, we need that, that they go, we, they're, they're equipped, they're sent with authority and power to heal the sick and cast out devils. And in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8, it says, this is what Jesus said, As ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he sent his disciples out to preach and he told them, tell them that the kingdom of heaven is here. Then he said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely have received, freely give. Now this is very interesting because in the entire history of mankind, nobody had ever done these things. Nobody had ever done these things until Jesus came. And Jesus was the one who did these things. He healed the sick, he cleansed the lepers, he raised the dead, he cast out devils, you know, and now he's telling his disciples. Now you understand that other than Jesus, nobody else had ever done these things. Even the great men of the Old Testament hadn't done these things, but with a few exceptions, like Elijah healed the sick. You know, there were a few exceptions, but Abraham never healed the sick. Moses never healed the sick. But so they are now sent out with exousia with delegated authority the king of king king of kings gives them authority and sends them out to act on his behalf and when they acted on his behalf it is as if they themselves were jesus himself was there and this is what he told them to do heal the sick then he says he cleansed the lepers leprosy was one of the most contagious diseases on this earth and I'll never forget when I went to a lepers, leper, leper's hospital to, to pray for the sick and they said, Pastor, there's a Christian brother, he's a leper, would you go and pray for him? And I said, sure. So they drove me to this place and I'd never been to a leprosy hospital before and they said, oh, is that that building and on the left is the last bed on the left. So I, I said, why don't you come with me? They said, no, 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 you go. So I, I was wondering when I went there, I entered that room, that long hospital ward it was like the entrance to hell itself. There were about, uh, I don't know, 16 or 20 patients and they were covered with feces and urine and the place stank to high heaven and there was 
human waste everywhere. And these men, their faces had been eaten away. Some looked like skeletons. All the flesh was gone. They had stubs for their arms and they were just laying there covered with sores. And, and it was the most horrible place I'd been to. And I took a deep breath. I held my breath. I went all the way to the top, to the front. And I saw this man. Uh, I gave his name. He said, it's me. I laid hands on him and prayed for him in the name of Jesus. And as soon as I left, I'd gone five, six steps when other patients jumped out of their beds and they grabbed me around the leg and they said, please don't go away. Please pray for us. So here I was in this stinking place, this place, people covered with feces and I was laying hands on them and praying for them. And my heart broke with compassion for these people. And I left that place. And I remember after I came out, I took a deep breath of the fresh air. Well, a few days later, I heard that those people had been healed. I don't know, but they said many of them had been completely healed. And can you imagine Jesus sends us to such places to cleanse the lepers? Hallelujah. That he entrusts people like you and me, flesh and blood people like you and me. He entrusts us with his and gives us authority to act on his behalf because when I touched those lepers I said in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and at that time it was not about me but it was about his name and then he says raise the dead cast out devils freely receive freely give hallelujah well let's pray together father in the name of Jesus I thank you for I ask you that you fill us with the spirit of faith father to Go forth and do the works of Jesus so that Jesus Christ may be glorified on this earth. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters. You bless them, bless their families, meet every need that they have, touch them, be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'll be seeing you again tomorrow.